Jeremiah chapter 25. Seventy years of servitude for failure to give heed. In the fourth year that Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, was king of Judah, the Lord spoke to Jeremiah concerning all the people of Judah. That was the same as the year that Nebuchadnezzar was king of Babylon. So the prophet Jeremiah spoke up to all the people of Judah and to all the people who were living in Jerusalem. For the last 23 years, from the 13th year of Josiah, son of Ammon, was ruling Judah until now, the Lord's message have come to me and I have told them to you over and over again, but you would not listen. Over and over again, the Lord has sent his servants, the prophets, to you, but you have not listened or paid attention. He said through them, each of you must turn from your wicked ways and stop doing the evil things you are doing. If you do, I will allow you to continue to live here in the land that I gave to you and your ancestors as a lasting possession. Do not pay allegiance to other gods and worship and serve them. Do not make me angry by the things that you do. Then I will not cause you harm. So now, says the Lord, you have not listened to me, so you have made me angry by the things that you have done. Thus you have brought harm on yourselves. Therefore the Lord of heaven's armies said, you have not listened to what I said. So I, the Lord, affirm that I will send for all the peoples of the north and my servant, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. I will bring them against this land and its inhabitants and all the nations that surround it. I will utterly destroy the land and its inhabitants and all the surrounding nations and make them everlasting ruins. I will make them objects of horror and hissing scorn. I will put an end to the sounds of joy and gladness and the glad celebration of brides and grooms in the land. I will put an end to the sound of people grinding meal. I will put an end to the lamps shining in their homes. This whole area will become a desolate wasteland. These nations will be subject to the king of Babylon for 70 years. But when 70 years are over, I will punish the king of Babylon and his nation for their sins. I will make the land of Babylon an everlasting ruin. I, the Lord, affirm it. I will bring on that land everything that I said I would. I will bring on it everything that is written in this book. I will bring on it everything that Jeremiah has prophesied against all the nations. For many nations and great kings will make slaves of the king of Babylon and his nation too. They will repay them all for what they have done. Judah and the nations will experience God's wrath. So the Lord, the God of Israel, spoke to me in a vision. Take this cup from my hand. It is filled with the wine of my wrath. Take it and make the nations to whom I send you drink it. When they have drunk it, they will stagger to and fro and act insane. For I will send wars sweeping throughout them. So I took the cup from the Lord's hand. I made all the nations to whom he sent me drink the wine of his wrath. I made Jerusalem and the cities of Judah, its kings and its officials, drink it. I did it so Judah would become a ruin. I did it so Judah, its kings and its officials, would become a subject of horror and of hissing scorn, an example used in curses. Such is already becoming the case. I made all these other people drink it. Pharaoh, king of Egypt, his attendants, his officials, his people, the foreigners living in Egypt, all the kings of the land of Uz, all the kings of the land of the Philistines, the people of Ashkelon, Gaza, Ekron, the people who had been left alive from Ashdod, all the people of Edom, Moab, Amnon, all the kings of Tyre, all the kings of Sidon, all the kings of the coastlands along the sea, the people of Dedan, Tema, Buzz, 
all the desert people with who cut their hair short at the temples, all the kings of Arabia who live in the desert, all the kings of Zimri, all the kings of Elam, all the kings of Media, all the kings of the north who near or far from one another, and all the other kingdoms that are on the face of the earth, after all of them have drunk the wine of the Lord's wrath, the king of Babylon must drink it. Then the Lord said to me, Tell them that the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, Drink this cup until you get drunk and vomit. Drink until you fall down and cannot get up, for I will send wars sweeping through you. If they refuse to take the cup from your hand and drink it, tell them that the Lord of heaven's armies says, You most certainly must drink it. For take note, I am already beginning to bring disaster on the city that I call my own. So how can you possibly avoid being punished? You will not go unpunished, for I am proclaiming war against all who live on the earth. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, affirm it. Then Jeremiah make the following prophecy against them. Like a lion about to attack, the Lord will roar from the heights of heaven. From his holy dwelling on high he will roar loudly. He will roar mightily against his land. He will shout in triumph like those stomping juice from the grapes against all those who live on the earth. The sounds of battle will resound to the ends of the earth, for the Lord will bring charges against the nations. He will pass judgment on all humankind and will hand the wicked over to be killed in war. The Lord so affirms it. The Lord of heaven's armies says, Disaster will soon come on the nation after another. A mighty storm of military destruction is rising up from the distant parts of the earth. Those who have been killed by the Lord at that time will be scattered from one end of the earth to the other. They will not be mourned over, gathered up or buried. Their dead bodies will lie scattered over the ground like manure. Wail and cry out in anguish, you rulers. Roll in the dust, you who are shepherd, the flocks of the people. The time for you to be slaughtered has come. You will lie scattered and fallen like broken pieces of fine pottery. The leaders will not be able to run away and hide. The shepherds of the flocks will not be able to escape. Listen to the cries of anguish of the leaders. Listen to the wails of the shepherds and of their flocks. They are wailing because the Lord is about to destroy their lands. Their peaceful dwelling places will be laid waste by the fierce anger of the Lord. The Lord is like a lion who has left his lair. So the lands will certainly be laid waste by the warfare of the oppressive nation and by the fierce anger of the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 35, Judah's unfaithfulness contrasted with the Rechabites' faithfulness. The Lord spoke to Jeremiah when Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, was ruling over Judah. Go to the Rechabite community, invite them to come into one of the side rooms of the Lord's temple and offer them some wine to drink. So I went and got Jehazamiah, son of Jeremiah, the grandson of Habazaniah, his brothers, all his sons, and the rest of the Rechabite community. I took them to the Lord's temple. I took them into the room where the disciples of the prophet Hanan, son of Igdala, stayed. That room was next to the one where the temple officers stayed, and above the room where Messiah, son of Shalam, one of the doorkeepers of the temple, stayed. Then I set cups and pitchers full of wine in front of the members of the Rechabite community and said to them, Have some wine. But they answered, We do not drink wine because our ancestor, 
Jonadab, son of Rechab, commanded us not to. He told us, You and your children must never drink wine. Do not build houses, do not plant crops, do not plant a vineyard of your own. Live in tents all your lives. If you do these things, you will live a long time in the land that you wander about in. We and our wives and our sons and daughters have obeyed everything our ancestor Jonadab, son of Rechab, commanded us. We have never drunk wine. We have not built any houses to live in. We do not own any vineyards, fields or crops. We have lived in tents. We have obeyed our ancestor Jonadab and have done exactly what he commanded us. But when King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon invaded the land, we said, Let's get up and go to Jerusalem to get away from the Babylonian and the Aramean armies. That is why we are staying here in Jerusalem. Then the Lord's message came to Jeremiah. The Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, told him, Go and speak to the people of Judah and the citizens of Jerusalem. Tell them, I the Lord say, You must learn a lesson from this about obeying what I say. Jonadab, son of Rechab, ordered his descendants not to drink wine. His orders have been carried out. To this day his descendants have drunk no wine, because they have obeyed what their ancestor commanded them. But I have spoken to you over and over again, but you have not obeyed me. I sent all my servants, the prophets, to warn you over and over again. They said, Every one of you, stop doing the evil things you have been doing and do what is right. Do not pay allegiance to other gods and worship them. Then you can continue to live in this land that I gave to you and your ancestors. But you did not pay any attention or listen to me. Yes, the descendants of Jonadab, son of Rechab, have carried out the orders that their ancestor gave them, but you people have not obeyed me. So I, the Lord God of heaven's army, the God of Israel, say, I will soon bring on Judah and all the citizens of Jerusalem all the disaster that I threatened to bring on them. I will do this because I spoke to them, but they did not listen. I called out to them, but they did not answer. Then Jeremiah spoke to the Rechabite community. The Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, You have obeyed the orders of your ancestors, Jonabab. You have followed all his instructions. You have done exactly as he commanded you. So the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, Jonadab, son of Rechab, will never lack a male descendant to serve me. Jeremiah chapter 36, Jehoahim burns the scroll containing the Lord's messages. The Lord spoke to Jeremiah in the fourth year that Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, was ruling over Judah. Get a scroll, write on it everything I have told you to say about Israel, Judah, and all the other nations since I began to speak to you in the reign of Josiah until now. Perhaps when the people of Judah hear all about the disaster I intend to bring on them, they will stop doing the evil things that they have been doing. If they do, I will forgive their sins and the wicked things they have done. So Jeremiah summoned Baruch, son of Neriah. Then Baruch wrote down in a scroll all the Lord's words, which he had told Jeremiah as they came from his mouth. Then Jeremiah told Baruch, I am no longer allowed to go into the Lord's temple. So you go there the next time all the people of Judah come in from their towns to fast in the Lord's temple. Read out loud, where all of them can hear you, what I told the Lord said, which you wrote down in the scroll. 
Perhaps then they will ask the Lord for mercy and will stop doing the evil things they have been doing. For the Lord has threatened to bring great anger and wrath against these people. So Barak, son of Neriah, did exactly what the prophet Jeremiah told him to do. He read what the Lord had said from the scroll in the temple of the Lord. All the people living in Jerusalem and all the people who came into Jerusalem from the towns of Judah observed a fast before the Lord. The fast took place in the ninth month of the fifth year that Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, was ruling over Judah. At that time Baruch went into the temple of the Lord. He stood in the entrance of the room of Jemariah, the son of Shaphan, who had been the royal secretary. That room was in the upper court near the entrance to the new gate. There, where all the people could hear him, he read from the scroll that Jeremiah had said, Micaiah, who was the son of Jemariah and the grandson of Shaphan, heard Baruch read the scroll, everything the Lord had said. He went down to the chamber of the royal secretary in the king's palace and found all the court officials in session there. Elishama, the royal secretary, Deliah, son of Shemaiah, Elanathan, son of Achor, Jemariah, son of Shaphan, Zedekiah, son of Hananiah, and all the other officials were seated there. Micaiah told them everything he had heard Baruch read from the scroll in the hearing of the people. All the officials sent Jehuda, who was the son of Nethaniah, the son of Shelmiah, the son of Cushi, to Baruch. They ordered him to tell Baruch, Come here and bring with you the scroll you read in the hearing of the people. So Baruch, son of Neriah, went with them, carrying the scroll in his hands. They said to him, Please sit down and read it to us. So Baruch sat down and read it to them. When they heard it all, they expressed their alarm to one another. Then they said to Baruch, We must certainly give the king a report about everything you have read. Then they asked Baruch, How did you come to write all these words? Do they actually come from Jeremiah's mouth? Baruch answered, Yes, they come from his own mouth. He dictated all these words to me, and I wrote them down in ink on this scroll. Then the officials said to Baruch, You and Jeremiah must go and hide. You must not let anyone know where you are. The officials put the scroll in the room of Elishama, the royal secretary, for safekeeping. Then they went to the court and reported everything to the king. The king sent Jehuda to get the scroll. He went and got it from the room of Elishama, the royal secretary. Then he himself read to the king and all the officials who were standing around him. Since it was the ninth month of the year, the king was sitting in his winter quarters. The fire was burning in the firepot in front of him. As soon as Jehuda had read three of four columns of the scroll, the king would cut them off with a penknife and throw them on the fire of the firepot. He kept doing so until the whole scroll was burned up in the fire. Neither he nor any of his attendants showed any alarm when they heard all that had been read nor did they tear their clothes to show any grief or sorrow. The king did not even listen to Elnathan, Deliah or Jemariah, who had urged him not to burn the scroll. He also ordered Jeharmareel, who was one of the royal princes, Sariah, son of Asriel, and Shelmiah, son of Abdeel, to arrest the scribe Baruch and the prophet Jeremiah. However, the Lord hid them. 
Barak and Jeremiah write another scroll. The Lord's message came to Jeremiah after the king had burned the scroll with the words Barak had written down at Jeremiah's direction. Get another scroll and write on it everything that was written on the original scroll that King Jehoiakim of Judah burned. Tell King Jehoiakim of Judah, the Lord says, you burned the scroll. You asked Jeremiah, how dare you write in this scroll that the king of Babylon will certainly come and destroy this land and wipe out all the people and animals on it. So the Lord says concerning King Jehoiakim of Judah, none of his line will occupy the throne of David. His dead body will be thrown out to be exposed to scorching heat by day and frost by night. I will punish him and his descendants and the officials who serve him for the wicked things they have done. I will bring on them, the citizens of Jerusalem and the people of Judah, all the disaster that I told them about and that they ignored. Then Jeremiah got another scroll and gave it to the scribe Baruch, son of Neriah. As Jeremiah dictated, Barak wrote on the scroll everything that had been on the scroll that King Jehoiakim of Judah burned in the fire. They also added on this scroll several other messages of the same kind. Jeremiah chapter 45. Baruch is rebuked, but also comforted. The prophet Jeremiah spoke to Baruch, son of Neriah, while he was writing down on the scroll the words that Jeremiah spoke to him. This happened in the fourth year that Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, was ruling over Judah. Jeremiah said, The Lord God of Israel has a message for you, Baruch. You have said, I feel so hopeless, for the Lord has added sorrow to my suffering. I am worn out from groaning. I cannot find any rest. The Lord told Jeremiah, Tell Baruch, the Lord says, I am about to tear down what I have built and to uproot what I have planted. I will do this throughout the whole earth. Are you looking for great things for yourself? Do not look for such things, for I, the Lord, affirm that I am about to bring disaster on all humanity, but I will allow you to escape with your life wherever you go. Psalm 133, A Song of Ascents by David Look how good and how pleasant it is when brothers truly live in unity. It is like fine oil poured on the head, which flows down the beard, Aaron's beard, and then flows down his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon, which flows down upon the hills of Zion. Indeed, that is where the Lord has decreed a blessing will be available, eternal life. James chapter 3, The Power of the Tongue not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, because you know that we will be judged more strictly. For we all stumble in many ways. If someone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect individual, able to control the entire body as well. And if we put bits into the mouths of horses to get them to obey us, then we guide their entire bodies. Look at ships, too. Though they are so large and driven by harsh winds, they are steered by a tiny rudder wherever the pilot's inclination directs. So too the tongue is a small part of the body, yet it has great pretensions. Think how small a flame sets a huge forest ablaze, and the tongue is a fire. The tongue represents the world of wrongdoing among the parts of the bodies. It pollutes the entire body and sets fire to the course of human existence, and is set on fire by hell. For every kind of human, bird, reptile and sea creature is subdued and has been subdued by humankind. 
but no human being can subdue the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse people made in God's image. From the same mouth come blessings and cursings. These things should not be so, my brothers and sisters. A spring does not pour forth fresh water and bitter water from the same opening, does it? Can a fig tree produce olives, my brothers and sisters, or a vine produce figs? Neither can a salt water spring produce fresh water. True wisdom. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct he should show his works done in the gentleness that wisdom brings. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfishness in your hearts, do not boast and tell lies about the truth. Such wisdom does not come from above, but is earthly, natural, demonic. For where there is jealousy and selfishness, there is disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, accommodating, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and not hypocritical. And the fruit that consists of righteousness is planted in peace among those who can make peace.